0: This week on Thingamabob. I'm gonna kill this workout. If you can start that first stop, <laughs> you can get to I the know. gym. Anyway, you can't deny
1: Early 1900s DDR. Stay tuned for more. Baseball bats and gallon cowboy
0: hats and
1: more. Magic rings and other nerdy things in store. On in it's time for thing about Better tune in it's time for thing i about
0: Well hello Bree.
1: Well hello, Josh.
0: Hello, everybody listening.
1: And welcome to Thingamabob. Happy
0: New Year. Happy
1: New Year. This
0: week's theme is exercise things. Oh,
1: yes. Get those resolutions in, baby. And
0: here's some equipment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and here's some equipment to do it on. I
0: realized I didn't say exercise equipment, but...
1: Oh, they that d- doesn't matter. It they doesn't get the matter. Picture. It's a
0: new year. There's forgiveness.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't actually make any New Year's resolutions this year. Did you?
0: Nope. Great. What was your... How about this? What was your uh, thorn of 2020?
1: Oh, of the whole year? Yeah, why not? It just wow. came up it. <laughs> shaking it up. My thorn of 2020. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Probably just like general unemployment if I don't think about anything else too. Oh, yeah. Too specific, no, actually, that's not my thorn of 2020.
0: Is there something worse? There
1: is absolutely something worse. Tell me. Not to bring it down too much, but uh, my dog died in 2020.
0: Oh, yeah. That
1: was 100% the worst thing to happen in the year, followed, not closely, but followed by months and months of uh, unemployment. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What a great, great year. We love it. Just a fabulous year. What was your worst thorn of my, 2020. My thorn
0: of 2020 was definitely the like lack of human empathy mm. or care mm-hmm. in so many ways that can cover so many races. Yeah. From the election to BLM, you know, right, this right, like right, right. I feel like this year, I mean, this has been happening for forever, but I feel like this year especially there's just been like an, a really uncaring attitude with other yeah. people. and there's and so that's my thorn.
1: quote floating around that was like, I don't know how to explain to you that you should care about other people.
0: Yeah, seriously. And that
1: definitely seemed like a theme throughout the year is like, how do we have these arguments with people where the whole point is to just say like, you should care about other people. I know, and not should, just yourself. Right? You should care that people are dying every day from COVID, even though you haven't had an experience with it. You should care that people don't have health care. You should care that like public schools are underfunded. But it's just, yeah, I don't know.
0: I know. I mean, we're gonna have a whole other year of that, so I know. We love it. What was your rose? Twenty twenty. Twenty
1: twenty. I wasn't prepared to come up with a rose for the whole year. I kind of
0: surprised myself. I was just like, wait, (laughs) it's the new year. Let's celebrate.
1: Um, I think my rose was probably just like spending more time with my family. Oh, yeah. I spent like several, I mean, I left New York at the very end of March. And so I spent several months with my family. um, And during that time, we went on this like really amazing uh, vacation to a lake house that was just it was just my family and Josh came along with us so we didn't have to and we drove so we didn't have to like be out amongst the public it was a very safe vacation um but my my bestie friend got to come with and it was really a wonderful time and i had my birthday that week it was good it was a good week
0: that was a good week yeah, yeah. i got to meet the in-laws
1: <laughs> you met the in-laws before <laughs> you had to stay with the in-laws for an
0: entire week yeah um, yeah, I had a great time too. It was a good time. My rose this year, mm-hmm. I, w- I wasn't gonna share it. Now I am. It was that I uh, was booked the whole oh. year. That was my rose of 2020. Was that I was booked? Yeah. I feel like that was the best part. Was you in, really
1: were you were booked for the whole year? I was
0: booked for the whole year in, like acting end jobs. of January. Yeah, and it was so lovely. And I was ready to leave. The country, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, then I got stuck. But
1: yeah, it's and, okay. You know,
0: it was nice. It's always nice to be, you know, almost wanted. <laughs> but it, it is better to do the job than Not it is to get the job.
1: Wanted, you were fully wanted. But right, the, but it the just pandemic never said yeah. no.
0: Yeah, yeah. No. That was my rose. Oh. <laughs> even though it's gone. Yeah. R. Well, R.
1: I mean, at least you know that, like, you had several contracts lined up. That's yeah. still a good feeling. It was nice. Even if they were canceled.
0: Yeah. I did yeah. half of one, so that's good.
1: You did half
0: of a contract. Before literally the pandemic said, <laughs> Broadway's gone, and therefore yeah. so is every other theater job ever. I know.
1: Well, and now here we are. Because everything got canceled, we could create this wonderful thing together.
0: Yeah, no, technically... We wouldn't have if it wasn't for quarantine. We wouldn't have because we
1: started this, well, we started talking about it in August and Mm -hmm. you would have still been in China if that Mm -hmm. uh, project had gone through. Mm -hmm. Um, And then after that, you were on your way to another contract. So we wouldn't have really had time. And then we did. And then we did. And then we did. Wow. Good Uh, things coming from bad.
0: I know this. I love that that was neither of our rows.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It is. We talked about it. It was a potential rose. As bad as this year was, there were several bright spots, and creating the podcast was one of those bright spots. Yes. Yeah. Well, (laughs) time to talk about exercise. Time to talk about exercise.
0: All
1: right, Joshua, before I jump into my object. I want to, uh, I want to shout out um, who supplied our theme for this week's episode. It was a uh, friend and listener Joel Hunter. <laughs> round of applause for Joel! Um, Come on,
0: Joel! Joel Hunter. has actually
1: given us many theme ideas, which we will put into action at some point. But yes. today's episode. Exercise equipment comes from Joel, and he also gave me my actual item because he was curious about like this specific thing. Oh, and it's the vibrating belt, the (gasps) vibrating exercise belt. Oh my god, Um, it was a fantastic suggestion! And if you want to to find
0: out how useless it is,
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, just you wait. (laughs) Um, If you want to follow Joel on Instagram, his handle is at Joel J O E L J. Hunter, H-U-N-T-E-R. Stunning. Joel J. Hunter. Thanks, Joel. J. Joel J. Hunter.
0: <laughs> Name an icon that's more iconic than Joel Hunter, you
1: know? <laughs> Call Joel J. Hunter.
0: H 8- 7 cash now
1: I don't, I don't know how that song goes. <laughs> Anyways, um, let's just jump right into the vibrating belt.
0: Yes. Tell me about your vibrator. No. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, um, vibrating belt. (laughs) Okay.
1: So, um, the vibrating belt. Josh, have you ever heard of a vibrating belt before?
0: I probably haven't heard the words vibrating belt, but Mm -hmm. I know exactly what you're talking about. Do
1: you really? You know what it looks like and everything?
0: I do. (laughs) I'm,
1: I'm legit asking because I actually hadn't seen this until I was sent a photo of it. I had never seen it before.
0: Okay, So it was a things. genuine question. I either picture the um, modern version mm-hmm. of the vibrating belt, mm-hmm. or I picture that photo that I sent to you.
1: Which photo that you sent to me?
0: The one where it's that woman and she's like... Oh,
1: <laughs> yes. When you were doing your research. Because you her object happened my... to be
0: in a photo of my object, so yeah. I sent it to her.
1: Yeah. So that's, that's the one that I'm going to talk about uh mostly is the like vintage version of the vibrating belt
0: leather Um, extraordinaire
1: so for those of you who don't know like i did i'm going to tell you what it looks like just so that you have a picture in your mind's eye of what the vibrating belt is basically it looks like a like on the bottom we're going to go bottom to top this thing (laughs) (laughs) on the bottom it looks like a large metal rectangular scale Um, that you would step onto, and it's got a rubber mat on top of it. Sometimes, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, And in front of you, it looks like there's, like, a mailbox. So there's, like, a long metal pole with a mailbox on top, and then there's a long, thick piece of fabric attached to either side of that that is the belt of the vibrating belt. Um, it's attached on both sides, and you lean your body against the fabric like you're going to be, like, slingshotted somewhere <laughs> It's kind of what it looks like. Um, And then you turn the machine on with either a switch or a dial, and then you vibe away, baby girl. Oh,
0: my God, good vibes only. Good vibes
1: only is kind of the the whole theme of
0: this <laughs> object. I just wanted to know what someone thought when they were, like, it couldn't have been a scientist.
1: Oh, I will. I will tell you. We'll get there. We're not to the history We're yet. Not, no. I'm going to give a little, little. I need to. Background. I need to know
0: how. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so depending on what model you have, some have a timer on them. Some have different speed levels, um, but some of them only have one. Sw- <laughs> only have one setting. It's like a on-off switch. Okay. So it just depends on how fancy you want to get. Um, some models also have the belt being removable and you can like reposition it so that you can massage different parts of your body. Like oh, you can no. move it down to like get your legs or you can move it up and put it around your like shoulders or your neck or something. It just depends on what you have. There's different makes and models.
0: Yeah. I know where I want it. <laughs> Josh. <laughs>
1: So what does it do and how does it work? Um, so the theory was that a vigorous mechanical massage would break down fat cells for removal by the bloodstream or lymphatic circulation or that it would just tone muscle in the area of use, therefore bettering the appearance of flab in the surrounding area.
0: The, the, the blood cell? Mm-hmm little fat bits thing makes so much more sense. Yeah. I always thought it was the second way.
1: Yeah. I mean there are there's like two different schools of thought which one of them comes uh pre FDA investigation <laughs> and one of them comes post. Um so the first thought is that the vibration will break up fat and then your body can flush it out and then the second theory is that it's just like good for you and tone some muscle, maybe. And, Wait, so you're telling like, me it was a direct good.
0: response into the, actually, it doesn't do that?
1: Uh, part of it. Part of it. Yeah. I love <laughs> it, was, that. it was a direct response to, you guys can't advertise this as a health item and anymore. And they're like,
0: oh, well, it just, it vibrates the muscles.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Um, it was thought to mimic a massage, which doctors at the time that it was invented, um, they felt that it was really important to health. I feel like a lot of doctors probably still think that, that massage is just good in general for circulation and, like, muscle stiffness and yada, yada, yada. We all know why we get massages, to make your body feel better. <laughs> that was weird. That's fine. No, we um, do know
0: why you get massages.
1: <laughs> they also thought that it could help with relaxation and mental health as well as potentially loosening up your fat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not that! <laughs> Not loosening up your fat. <laughs>
1: Um, people said that they liked the machine better than a regular massage because the machine didn't get tired, and people felt invigorated after the <laughs> vibration. <laughs> you um, <did> that. <laughs> and I actually have a quick little note on vibrations being good for your health. I don't have too much more information about this, but before we dive in, I wanted to mention it because it was super interesting. Um, there was a study done on the result of low magnitude vibration on overweight mice. <laughs> So they, <laughs> they tried it out on mice. Um, the result, which was reported in 2012 in the Journal of the Federation of American Societies for Experimental Biology, uh-huh. which is a mouthful, um, showed improved bone strength and more immune cells, but no weight loss. So on mice, anyways, it showed that there was a health benefit to low magnitude vibrations, um, even though it wasn't directly related to weight. So bone the, the, strength. Yeah, I think it was, like, um, overweight mice because they had two different groups. They had a control group with a regular diet, and then they had uh, the the experimental group where they were fed, like, an overly fatty diet that was, like, supposed to make them overweight so that they could do this study. And they found that in the overweight mice there was, like, less bone density or something like that. I don't know. I don't remember all the details because I don't speak science, and the article was super science um, so I have actually attached the uh, study, if anybody is curious about that and would like to know more of the science behind it. I don't really know. Um, I just summarized it and found it interesting. So
0: <laughs> I'll just click the show notes.
1: Just click the show notes if you'd like to know more about mice and vibrations. <laughs> okay. So all of that being said, where did it come from? What's the history? That's what we're all here to find out. Mm-hmm. I will tell you. Um It's Sweden. It's the 1860s. (laughs) No, it's not. It's Dr. Gustav Zander.
0: Gustav! (laughs) Gustav
1: Zander in the 1860s in Sweden. Um, So after the height of the Industrial Revolution, Zander was studying to be a physician. Remember earlier when you said it's not a doctor? Psych. Uh, It is a doctor. (laughs) It is. It is. Um, so with the influence of new machinery kind of all around him, he was looking to mechanics as a way to improve upon medicine. So because people were working increasingly indoors instead of outside, you know, with factories and such and like Well, I was gonna say you mean
0: like today?
1: Like today, yes, very similar to today, but it was a little newer at the time because factories were becoming such a big thing. Um, Xander thought that people on the whole were not getting as much exercise as they used to, and he was right. We know (laughs) that's still the case today. Um, He actually created several inventions to give people that missing exercise from machines, including the vibrating belt. He founded the Mechanico-Therapeutic Institute, which was created to hold all of his exercise machines. So it was kind of like a it was almost a cross between like a museum and a gym. It's like this is where <laughs> all of his exercise machines were. They were all stored. Um, They all required like steam or engine power. So it wasn't like having like an at home workout equipment or even like regular gym equipment these days. It was all it all required much larger machinery. So these machines came in two separate groups. Um, They came in active machines where you used your own muscles to move and interact with the machinery, which is a lot like what we see in current day gyms today. A lot of the pictures that we have of his active workout machinery looks like really similar to gym equipment today. Crazy. Um, I know. It it is a little crazy. I wasn't looking into those specifically, so I can't tell you if he's like the direct inventor for certain things, Um, but they were definitely really similar. Um, But he also had a group of passive machines, where instead of the user manipulating the machine, a steam or a gas engine did the work for you. Um, So Xander believed that stimulating the muscles externally would work in a similar way as doing it internally, which we now know is not really true. Uh, In order to build muscle and strength, you kind of have to do the work yourself. Um, But they were just experimenting with this. They weren't sure yet. They kind of figured they would, you know... Throw a couple coins in the air and see which one worked. That's not a real phrase, but I'm saying. I love it.
0: it. <laughs> I lo- throw a couple coins in the air <laughs> and see no which sense. one worked. Not like uh, where it landed. No. Or <laughs> to see which one worked. Not chips.
1: <laughs> That's what it is. I couldn't remember what the actual phrase was, so I just made something up.
0: But I don't even know if it's chips, but I've, it makes sense I if it's know. gambling. You know? I have no idea. It's a gamble. <laughs>
1: Um, so, to be fair to Xander, his intention for the passive machines was for disabled or injured people to have access to exercise equipment, even if they're unable to exercise normally. He didn't really intend for, like, able-bodied people to use it to lose weight. It was more if if there was something impeding your ability to work out. Um, now we're jumping ahead a little bit. We're in Philadelphia at the 1876 Centennial Exhibition. Oh. Um, Doctor Xander attends, and he brings 67 of his inventions, including 60 or not 60, 23 passive exercise machines. He wins a gold medal at the exhibition for these
0: passive exercise machines. For
1: I think his like machinery in general, for his exercise machines in general, including wow. the passive machines um but they were i mean they were super popular for a while cuz there were other ones besides the vibrating belt and people were thrilled with them <laughs> they were yeah. like wow i don't have to work to get muscles sounds great Count Sign me, me in, honestly exactly so after this, he goes back to Sweden, um, where his vibrating belt <laughs> grows in popularity throughout Europe, and then in the United States as well. Um, but because they were really complicated, they were mostly held in fitness spas, also known as like early gyms, instead of people's homes.
0: Fitness spas. They were called
1: fitness spas, which is great. I, I love, love that. that. I know. Um, they did end up dying out in popularity a little bit uh, because of the complications with steam engine operated machinery Um, it's not necessarily convenient for a lot of places to hold stuff like that no Um, but don't worry they make a comeback by now we've reached the roaring 20s where the economy is dope the art (laughs) it's dope (laughs) technological progress including widespread electricity
0: It's dope. It's dope. It's all dope. All right. Now,
1: all of these improvements led to a general desire for easier lifestyles, which in turn repopularized passive machines like the vibrating belt. Um, People didn't really see them as being for the injured anymore. They were for anyone who wanted an easier approach to exercise. Um, so the belt really popped off again in 1925 <laughs> because an electrical version was introduced at the Electrical and Industrial Exhibition in NYC. So that would solve a lot of the problems that people had with it is that now you could just plug it in. Yeah. And it would work. You didn't need to rely on a steam engine to get, take it home. to get it going. Exactly. It's like, it was like the Peloton of the day, you know?
0: No, don't shout out and talk about <laughs> my object before I talk about it. Oh,
1: sponsored by Peloton.
0: No, don't Not give really. that. Not really. I wish. That would be great. No, they I don't need that.
1: (laughs) So vibrating belts became more. (laughs) (laughs) So vibrating
0: (laughs) belts.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So vibrating belts became uh, more highly advertised and claimed to fight against rheumatism and sciatica. High blood pressure.
0: What? These are bold claims. <laughs> they are
1: bold claims, and quote practically everything else of the sort, which reminded <laughs> me of that quote from that like beauty queen, which is you know like such as in South Africa and the Iraq. You know everything. Oh like, my god, such as. Not <laughs> that is what that. that claim reminded me of. It
0: does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that.
1: Well, you're welcome. Brought that back from the dead. Um, Ads also claimed that for them to work, you had to use the machine regularly, paired with a reduction in caloric intake, which... Is funny because if your machine works on its own, then it works on its own. But they were saying for this to work, you have to use it every day and you also have to like take in less calories. So, of course, it seemed like it was working because people were eating less calories.
0: I know. In their defense, though, I feel like everyone says exercise is better when you also eat better.
1: Well, weight loss is exercise plus a calorie deficit. So that's what they were saying. But they were. Yeah. It was like for this machine specifically. They're like, no, no, no. No, it'll work. I swear.
0: And just stop eating as just much. Just stop eating
1: at all, and it'll work. <laughs> and it'll I work. swear. Yeah, um, they became so popular that in 1927, which is only two years after it was shown at that like electrical convention thing, um, it was purported that President Coolidge got one. That's how popular they were. The president Whoa. was like, you know what? Sign me up.
0: Not Coolidge.
1: President Coolidge. Cool Coolidge.
0: Cool Coolidge. <laughs>
1: smaller versions started being sold called the Thor Portable Juvenator. I'm
0: sorry, T-H-O-R? Yep.
1: Yeah, like the like the god. I was going to say Greek god. He's not Greek. He's Norse. <laughs> like the Norse god Thor. I don't know why. That's just what they called it.
0: Is it a capital T? Did they really mean Thor? A capital
1: T. Yeah. I mean, Thor Thor, the idea of Thor and the character of Thor has existed since... No, like, I know. Oh, I yeah. didn't know
0: Marvel did not invent Thor. I'm just, <laughs> I'm shook as to... Yes. The T-H-O-R. god of thunder?
1: Yeah. Thor is- <laughs> portable juvenator. I love that. Yep. It sold for $39, which in the 20s is probably like $2 million today. I don't yeah, know. at Something least. Like yeah, that. we're really good. Yeah, exact uh, exchange rate. Very good. It hooked to a door frame and was advertised for people on the go. So I guess you're just supposed to pack that up in your suitcase and take it with you on the road. So the vibrating belt fell in and out of popularity again, as most fad items do. They kind of come and go. Um, But it was also partially due to the Great Depression, which stopped many sales of the belt. Um, However, it really was the little vibrating belt that could, and it kept popping back up all the way through the late 1960s. Um, So, out of focus in the '60s was on spot reduction, which is the theory that if you focused the use of the machine on one problem spot, the machine would work exactly there to fix your fat in that one area.
0: Fix your fat.
1: Fix your fat. But in 1963, the FDA investigated the claims from ads that this had health benefits and companies, specifically Walton, uh, who was the main maker of the vibrating belt at this time, would have to reword their ads to no longer claim that they help you lose weight because they didn't. Oh,
0: no. Yeah.
1: I mean, as we talked about earlier, they might have had other health benefits. Um, the, The vibrations are similar to a massage, so it might have helped relax people. It might have... Um, I don't know, done something, but it certainly didn't help you lose weight, so they had to stop claiming that
0: no, they just had to lie.
1: <laughs> no, they couldn't lie. That was the point of the investigation.
0: Well, tell the truth very um strategically,
1: yes, strategic truth, so that's pretty much the history of the vibrating belt because after the sixties, it really died off. People were not using it anymore. Um, the closest thing that still exists would be like infomercial products that are like velcro belts that you wrap around the, your the
0: ab one. yeah, there's
1: a couple of those i have I think I have some listed. um oh yeah, in this next section that I'm just about to talk about right oh. now. <laughs> so <laughs> tell me more. does it still exist? Yes, <laughs>
0: that's the title.
1: It is the title of the section. Um, technically, they do still exist. You can find vintage Jiggler machines um, being resold on eBay, Craigslist, and some vintage stores, specifically in Williamsburg in New York, uh, which checks out for that neighborhood. I just imagine some hipster probably using it as like a stand for their like fiddle fern or oh, whatever. Oh yeah, they have let's buy their, one. Like, their home plants. How yeah. much is that? Um, they range from what I saw between like. Seventy-five and like three hundred dollars, probably depending on how vintage it is. Never mind. Yeah, I don't think we have room for that in our home, but um, you know, nice uh. thought. <laughs> <laughs> um, modern versions of the vibrating belt also exist in the form of like Velcro belts that look like uh, like back supporters that moving people yes. wear. Um, some brands of those include the Sports elec the Ab Force, and the Vibro Shape. All of these have the same idea of using vibrations to break down fats. Do they work? Probably not. I've never used them, but I would assume no. And in 2009, the marketers for Abforce had to pay $7 million for exaggerating fitness claims to consumers. So talk about like lying to your customers. Oh my God. <laughs> like you mentioned earlier. They were exaggerating fitness claims because we know that vibrations don't really make you lose weight at all. And they were claiming that this vibrating belt would give you abs.
0: Ab force is the one that I heard of yeah. that I saw in commercials for like while I was yeah. growing up. Maybe
1: that's why they had to pay so much because they had like the widest spread of advertisement.
0: So on top of all that advertisement money and those lawsuits,
1: mm-hmm.
0: what was their net profit? <laughs> was it worth it?
1: <laughs> one dollar. One dollar. Um, so that's pretty much all I have for you. I have a couple of fun facts, and then I'm all finished. We love fun facts. We love fun facts. Uh, in the 1940s, these machines were a staple of New York uh, slenderizing salons is what they
0: called them. Wait, what is that?
1: Um, it's just like a place where ladies go, it said, which had several different machines to beautify the bodies of women.
0: Slenderizing salons?
1: Slenderizing salons. I'm assuming it's like a gym, but, but they, for have, men. they have all of those passive exercise machines that you don't really have to do anything and I actually I saw an old ad, which um, I might be able to find the audio for. But it was like, ladies, look for a more reformed way to work out. And it's just like <laughs> sh- black and white shots of women standing in these machines that are just moving around them. <laughs> <laughs> like They're not doing anything. Um, so I assume that's what a slenderizing salon is. I'll see if I can find the video.
0: But a girl with any real spirit will throw herself wholeheartedly into the battle of the bulges. And for her, there are gymnasiums. Our gyms are different. If you don't mind a mauling, you don't have to work. The machines do everything. They beat you and knead you and pummel you and shake you. You just have to be able to take it. Um, I'll pose it to my story. (laughs) Perfect.
1: (laughs) The Vibrating Belt makes appearances in an episode of Betty Boop, the old cartoon, Um, It shows her working out with a vibrating machine. Wow. Yep. Um, The Carousel of Progress at Disney World, which I have never seen, but I have a couple of friends who are big Disney people, so they'll know what I'm talking about. Um, In the Carousel of Progress, there is a scene in the 1940s where it's like a father and a daughter, and the daughter is using a vibrating belt while she's on the phone, and she's talking to her friend about how she wants to lose a couple of inches from her waist before the big Halloween party. So, it's featured at Disney World. Um, What? Yep.
0: (laughs) By a child?
1: Uh, She's like a teenager, but yeah. I guess
0: still, though.
1: I know. But she's, I mean, teenagers, you know, they want to work out. Teenage girls want to look their best with their vibrating belts. Um, There was a video done by Good Mythical Morning, which is a really big YouTube channel. Oh, yeah,
0: with Rhett and Link?
1: Yes, with Rhett and Link, um, where they have a video trying it out. It was part of some series called, like... Return It or Burn It, where they try out vintage machines or oh, products, that's fine. I think. Yeah. Um, so they tried it out. You can check out their YouTube channel if you'd like to. Um, and in 2013, there was a commercial for Kool Aid where the Kool Aid man was featured using a vibrating belt when he was getting ready in the morning. In
0: 2013. In
1: 2013. So he's just like. I think it's supposed to be him narrating a commercial and he's getting ready for the day and he's all clear and then he like pours in the Kool-Aid powder into his head before he gets on the vibrating machine and the vibrating machine like mixes all of the powder oh. into the picture that is his
0: body. <laughs> wow. The only um, time that thing actually works. I know.
1: <laughs> and that's on YouTube if you want to check it out and that is all I have for you on the vibrating belt.
0: Wow, Brianna.
1: <laughs> Wasn't that fun? It
0: was, and I i think we should try it.
1: Oh, I think we should try it. We'll see if we can find a slimming salon somewhere in New York.
0: Yeah. I'll just hold a belter on you and just slap you a couple times. Perfect. And I'm sure it'll work. Sounds the like a good Saturday night. Well, Brianna spoiled mine. But I'm I don't think doing... I did. I didn't say
1: what you were doing. I mean, the Peloton said...
0: is pretty clear what it is. Oh,
1: that's right. I did mention Peloton. <laughs> I'm doing
0: the exercise bike <laughs> My or the stationary bike. So or excited! The... I know, <laughs> or whatever you call it. There are many different names for this bike. Some people call it by actual brands, but. You never know. You yeah. know, it's 2021. You're looking for a good way to work out at home. An exercise <laughs> a bike,
1: stationary bike.
0: stationary bike is not a bad option, okay? Yeah, I <laughs> because know. you know, this episode is sponsored by every stationary bike ever, <laughs> from Gymnasticon to Peloton. The exercise <laughs> or stationary bike, as I said, is used to exercise indoors or bike off season. If you're like a oh, competitive yeah, biker, yeah. or if you're like my dad, my dad has one of those. Um, and I'm not talking about this because it's not. Easy to find on, but you know those bike stands yes. that you can like clip your bike into and just ride.
1: That's what my dad
0: has. Yeah, yeah. Those those are I feel like the popular bike competitor option nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, in the old days, they would use like rollers mm-hmm. that they would put their bike on, but mm-hmm. that's like the more safe option because rollers are not like very safe. <laughs> they
1: don't sound safe.
0: Nope, they don't. And they don't look safe either.
1: Great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think the reason that before we begin that X... like. Bike exercising is so popular now Mm -hmm. um, and is used so widely is because it's an easy, low-impact thing. If you're running, you're kind of affecting your knees and joints, especially if you're running like in the city, it's all pavement, and it's not very good on your joints. But bikes are really popular because you can go for hours and mm-hmm. you're not really affecting anything besides your butt, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yes.
1: Yep. And Maybe. quick,
0: quick disclaimer: I'm not going to discuss the history of bikes today uh-huh. because that's a whole episode. It's a whole, it's a in whole different itself. thing. <laughs> yeah, we might do it in the future, but I <laughs> yeah. have no time to discuss that now. Yeah. Um. But I will say that it was invented in 1817. Just as you're kind of listening for the timeline, you'll understand, you know where that lies in that. The
1: stationary bike in
0: 1817.
1: No, 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 the bike. Oh, the bike! I was like, no way. (laughs) No, the bike was invented
0: in 1817. (laughs) Yes, the bicycle. (laughs) Before that, though, all sources claim that the early version of the exercise bike was called the gymnasticon. Okay. And this was invented in 1796. Okay. What? Yes. By Francis Londas. So now I'm just gonna describe it to you so you can get a picture of how it looks. Have you ever been in a like either an exercise park or a normal park and it's got those two little crank things, one for your hands and one for your feet, and you're rotating them at the same time.
1: Yes, I think so. I think okay, I can see this what was you're Okay, going to be more of. popular.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I thought like everyone's going to know what this like is. Like
1: it's like a children's toy kind of.
0: Mm, it's like an exercise thing where it's got two two handles and mm-hmm. they're on like rotating bars and okay. you just drive with your hands and you drive with your feet. Have you ever seen those?
1: I it it sounds like a park version of an elliptical.
0: To me. Kind of. Okay. That's kind of what the gymnasticon is. Okay. The the gym the those park versions though aren't like ellipticals because you are rotating the things, the mm-hmm. feet as well. Mm-hmm. The elliptical is kind of like foot pedals. Mm-hmm. Um. That's the gymnasticon. Is okay. more like the elliptical. I will say <laughs> yes. It looks more like an elliptical, but <laughs> the foundation for the exercise bike is there. So we have to remember um, this was before the bike itself. So it doesn't have anything to look like the bike. It has no right. reason to look like right. the bike indoors because this is before that. People are just saying that this is the first like reference of it because um, they had just done a huge study in orthopedics right before this, oh. and they realized that they needed to um, do things to better help your joint health. Oh. So they invented the Gymnasticon as a direct result of these findings. Wow. So that you could, they said <laughs> that it exercise your joints. Yeah. Um, I don't know the claims. But it was for orthopedics? But it's—is isn't that not re- resulted? Isn't orthopedics... Is it, the same thing?
1: is it the study of feet? Orthopedics?
0: Oh. No, it's just uh, like the skeleton and joints. It's like the musculoskeletal. Oh,
1: I'm dumb. Okay.
0: No, that's okay. <laughs> I think I understand where you're coming from because I feel like in my brain I had somewhere. Wait, is it ortho?
1: Right. I thought like orthopedic shoes were like specifically for people with feet problems. <laughs> it <laughs> so... is
0: because of all the joints but in their feet. Of the- wow. Must be. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, that's why it was invented. Now, the bike comes in 1817, as we talked about, mm-hmm. um, and it goes through a whole history, mm-hmm. which I'm not talking about, <laughs> but this includes adding pedals, because uh, originally, this is just a fun fact I'm throwing in there, the bike didn't have pedals. What? It was just two wheels, and you walked on the ground. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> So stupid. Isn't that goofy? <laughs> so stupid. It's so okay. goofy. Apparently it was still easier because maybe when you're riding like downhill, it's faster, but you still have to walk. Yeah. I think it still had brakes though, so you're probably I going to okay. say,
1: were there brakes? There were
0: brakes, yeah. <laughs> oh so you're okay. okay. But they added pedals, they added the chain, and the exercise bike kind of uh, followed similar, uh, j- similar journey. Um, a version, an early form of this came with uh regular bikes just being on rollers. So they took mm-hmm. that bike concept as we talked about and stacked it on these very dangerous looking rollers. <laughs> um and one of these was called the Tribune Blue Streak. Uh-huh. That might have been the name of the bike, but in the uh the little picture that I found, it was written on the little thing that was attached to the rollers.
1: And what year are we at?
0: We are Roughly? around the late 1800s early 1900s oh, okay. is when this came to be. So it Got took it. a while for people mm-hmm. to want these indoors. <laughs> probably because they were fine and they would just take um as I had I read later that they would just take like really bad weather days off. Yeah. So they didn't you know they didn't worry really about like competitive right. cycling indoors. It wasn't really as popular to, you know, right. do it, it at might the time.
1: Have been more like a like a recreational thing than like a competitive sports thing
0: early on, and people yeah. that people that were trying to do these kind of things com- and <laughs> com- competing, <laughs> competing, competing, um, would find other ways to do mm. that. Another version came about in uh, the early 20th century as well by the Narragansett Machine Company.
1: <laughs> okay,
0: and this was even used on the Titanic. Uh, really? Yes, this this Whoa. machine was used on the Titanic.
1: Did the Titanic have a gym?
0: The Titanic had a gym. Wow, it things,
1: you learn something new every day.
0: <laughs> you know, it makes sense. It's a luxury boat. It
1: does. I just, I think for the time period, I don't imagine them having gyms, even though we know that, that like, exercising was a thing.
0: I know. At
1: that point in time.
0: <laughs> I know. Especially because the image that I saw of this thing mm-hmm. had, like... The woman was in, like, full big garb oh on this bike. That
1: sounds awful. <laughs> it
0: does. They just didn't realize yet. They were oh dumb. They were sexist. Wow. <laughs> anyway, this machine, basically what it is... Is fascinating. It's two bikes, um, and they're they're uh, handles and a seat like a normal bike, mm-hmm. sat on one wheel. So it's only one wheel now. We're kind of getting closer to the exercise bike as we know it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they uh, they're attached together, and they're also attached to what looks like a giant clock. This is nerve-wracking. I'm sorry.
1: My brain is exploding. It's two bikes, but two bikes. one wheel attached to a giant clock?
0: No, 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 no. Two bikes, they each have one wheel. I'm oh, just describing the sorry,
1: bike. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, okay. I'm yes. with you. I'm with you. I'm here.
0: Two bikes, they each have one wheel like an <laughs> exercise bike. Yeah. Um, They're just attached together because they're attached to this giant clock-looking thing that has two dials, so each of you race, and your little dial goes along <laughs> with you to see who can be faster.
1: <laughs> wow. I know.
0: It's like, why Why is it so competitive? That
1: reminds me of like um, Dance Dance Revolution, <laughs> where you're like battling against each other.
0: It totally is though. Yeah, but wait, it's why on bikes. is that totally Dance Dance Revolution? <laughs> <laughs> but bikes. This is
1: early 1900s DDR. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now time goes by, and uh, Schwinn, a you know uh, obviously I know <laughs> famous bike company. Baby mm-hmm. girl, we all know Schwinn. Um, in the late 19th century was created, and they started making bikes and popularizing it. And they were very popular bikes, um, but they didn't start creating a uh, stationary bike until 1965.
1: Oh my God! Really? Yeah, it took. It was a- only rollers and that weird dual timed bike all the way up until 65?
0: It was, or that they just didn't use it anymore because they were focused on other stuff.
1: Oh, okay. Fair enough. But this sure. was,
0: yeah, the Schwinn was kind of like the 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 branding of the exercise bike mm-hmm. as we know it today. And when you look at these, it's called the Schwinn Exerciser and it looks like almost exactly like exercise bikes today.
1: Wow. There's not much difference. They got it right the first time.
0: That, you know, it's not broke, okay? <laughs> Um, throughout the years, they improved it a little bit and added more resistance. Some of them, they started to put speedometers on it, speedometers on it so you could see how fast you were going. Mm-hmm. Um, the, before, this is before digital, obviously. Uh, and also they had different types, like a recumbent bike. Uh,
1: oh, I love a recumbent bike,
0: <laughs> especially the recumbent <laughs> exercise bikes because you're like sitting your ass back, but yes. you're like looking like you're doing yes. work.
1: I am sorry. Quick interjection. Yes. Um. My family, we were like on vacation at one point, like a year or so ago, um, and they all wanted to go bike riding, and I was having back problems at the time, so I was like, <laughs> I don't know if I want to be on a regular bike, so I got a recumbent
0: bike. Yes.
1: And like rolled myself around. We were on like a vineyard tour, but we were biking from. From vineyard to vineyard.
0: So you're telling me you just had like, like a bottle North of wine in hand. Michigan.
1: Yeah, I it wasn't a bottle, but it was like we would bike and then go have a glass of wine and then bike again and have another glass of wine. Um, and we have a wonderfully uh, horrid, not flattering photo of me in my <gasps> recumbent bike <laughs> that I will show you, but will not post anywhere because it's very bad. But
0: <laughs> I feel like you have shown me it, but I do need to see it again. Probably,
1: I'm sure you've seen it.
0: I love that. Anyways,
1: that's my recumbent bike story. It's not stationary. This is totally off topic. Please continue.
0: (laughs) No, no, no. But it it, it is, uh, you know, this was the evolution of time as well. Like, regular. once the regular recumbent bike was made, they were like, oh, let's put this into Into a stationary form because it's easy. You can sit and chill as opposed to like an active exercise bike passive Um, equipment i love that journey for you i can only imagine (laughs) how nice that must have been to just sit down and ride get some wine
1: honestly it was all the benefits of riding a bike like my legs are still working you know but i was just like sit i had like a backrest it was great
0: i love it if you
1: haven't ridden a recumbent bike before highly recommend (laughs) (laughs) link
0: in our show notes it was great (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um this is oh the next bike that uh, I'm going to talk about that kind of evolved, that was started as a Schwimm, uh became huge. It was invented in 1978, and it was called the Airdyne, or as I like to call it, the fan bike. Oh. So if you picture that giant like fan yeah. on the front of the bike, and you're like doing it, and it creates that loud noise and shoots air back at you, oh. that was invented in 1978. <gasps> this bike... Promised a great full body workout because it not only uh exercised your feet, but as well it pumped the arms. Oh yeah, so the handles would move back and forth along with your feet. Two so for it one. was like I know. Two for one, <laughs> how about it? Um and this uh I didn't know this actually but the late 70s and early 80s workout craze mm-hmm. just like earlier with the um orthopedics finding came as a direct result of uh studies on cardiovascular health
1: that makes sense to me it
0: really does yeah. and i just you don't think about these things until you do this podcast because I know. as you piece things together you're like oh duh no wonder workout working out was so popular because they had stressed heart health right and everything right um this is just a little fun fact uh but the national academy of sports and medicine says that when you take a normal intake of breath, you take about 0.5 liters of air. When you take an inhale intake of breath, when you are like working out, Mm -hmm. um, or in the middle of like, Uh, vigorous exercise Mm -hmm. you've taken three liters (laughs) of air oh
1: wow which
0: is a lovely fun fact so you know what sounds good to the heart to me okay get that oxygen pump em
1: we love fun facts
0: we love fun facts okay (laughs) um and this caused the air dine to become a best seller because it was already popular and once they came out with this studies like it just made it like you know go crazy um and they, in 1998 alone, they had profits of 212 million dollars for just this bike.
1: Wow! Yeah, that was one year.
0: That was one year, just That's in 1988.
1: Pretty impressive. That's pretty impressive for
0: 1988. <laughs> <laughs> um, another popular bike that has came from a result has came whatever <laughs> has come from a result of these uh, pumping arms technique as well. This kind of full body workout mm-hmm. um it has to do with CrossFit which uh-huh. I didn't know because CrossFit has become like Kleenex is the name of an actual company. I just thought it was like the name of a form of exercising. Oh,
1: no, it's like a specific program. No clue. Yeah, I, I only know that because a good friend of mine did CrossFit.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought for sure it was like a, just a type of like full body, full circuit exercise.
1: I, I mean, it kind of is, but it's it, like... It is, it, but I didn't know it was a name. Yeah, it has its own thing.
0: Yeah, so yeah. they um, created a... Similar one to do that, or similar one to the swim bike that was called the assault bike.
1: The assault bike. The
0: assault bike. Jesus, we're coming
1: in hard with that name.
0: Well, you know, CrossFit. It's like all about like intense workout for like less time. (laughs) So, God. you know, <laughs> just assault your body. It's Jesus. so funny, too, because, like, the bike is supposed to be good for you. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, assault no, bike. No,
1: people love that. Like, I
0: because they want to feel like they're, like, yeah, really working.
1: Muscle heads, they're like, I'm going to kill this workout. And
0: I watched a video of these guys on this assault bike, and it just looks so cringy. I hate
1: that it's called the assault bike. I know.
0: God. Since then, though. We have approximately 1 billion different types of exercise bikes. (laughs) (laughs) We have bikes like the Airdyne and the Assault Bike. Uh, We have recumbent standing bikes as Mm -hmm. well. However, one company saw that riding indoors can be kind of boring compared to (laughs) the journey of exploring the streets of Paris or. It's like running on a treadmill. You're not really
1: going anywhere. You're not
0: going anywhere. It's not exciting, whatever. And that uh, company was Peloton. Uh.
1: (laughs) Ah. (laughs) <laughs> wow.
0: Whom we love. <laughs> now, Peloton comes with a screen yeah. on it. Um, before this, they had bike riding instructional DVDs mm-hmm. that you could put into your TV yeah. as you kind of rode your bike in front. Yeah. Um, but this one came right on the bike so you could not only watch the instructor and like get told what to do, but right. also track your progress.
1: Right. Now, I I will say Peloton maybe perfected it, but like when I used to go to gyms um there's there's normally always been a screen on my like I normally I did the elliptical and from the time that I was like in high school there would be a screen on the elliptical where you could like watch TV or something it wasn't it wasn't instructional videos right but it was like you could watch TV or you could select like a mountain path or something and like pretend you were riding down the path okay it was not instructional though
0: okay the peloton came out in 2012. So really? you were in high school before 2012. I thought
1: it was like 2018. That's no, earlier. 2012, yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah i I wonder if maybe their one was like at home.
1: Maybe because all all of these were in gyms, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Not to say that it's affordable. Yeah. If i I'm sorry, I don't is. mean to
1: like undercut your research. I, no, I no, just no, meant no. it was interesting. No, no, no,
0: you're making, you're making me think about it more, because I read it and was like, ah, oh, yes, they invented the screen on the bike. Right. Um, But, it but le- in high
1: school, it was like 2010, probably, that I was going to the gym, or 2011. Yeah,
0: it must just be that not only was it the like scenic stuff but because mm-hmm. it directly came with the program right. with a, an instructor to tell right. you what to do that maybe that was what yeah. they were trying and to get at mine
1: never had an instructor the most they had was like they would change the incline that you were working on depending on if you wanted to like burn fat or right you know whatever. well they, they
0: all did that yeah yeah. They all, they didn't change the, um, incline, they just changed the resistance.
1: Right, or, yeah, yeah. or that.
0: With, like, magnets or something like that. Yeah, I right. don't know, My science matter. things, technology. Science, <laughs> technology, bands.
1: We can cut all of this if you don't want it in here. <laughs> no, it's it's fine. It, okay. it is, it's
0: good to, like, talk through these things. Yeah. Um, I don't really know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, one little side note about these, uh, um, scenic stuff is mm-hmm. that, uh, Brianna's dad, Uh, the way they get these scenic videos is that regular people just attach GoPros Mm -hmm. or like fancy cameras to their bike, Mm -hmm. sometimes their car, but if you really want the authentic biking experience, they attach it to a bike, and Brianna's Mm -hmm. dad has done that before.
1: He has. He uses an app called Full Gaze, where he... Full
0: Gaze, excuse me? What'd you call (laughs) me?
1: (laughs) Full Gaze! Um, Where other people will upload their rides so that you like follow what they've And he's filmed his own. I don't know if he's uploaded them or not, but he has filmed his bike rides before.
0: I wonder if Peloton just has like professional people go do it or something.
1: I don't know. I know that Peloton has like it's like a soul cycle class where they have like an instructor Mm -hmm. that they're filming that's just like in a room.
0: Right. I'm I'm saying for like the scenic stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But it's mostly the training program. Mm -hmm. Um, speaking of the training program, the bike itself is uh, almost $2,500. Just saying. That's uh-huh. the most expensive bike you can get. Great. <laughs> and uh, not only is it $2,500, almost, I just got to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> it's also for this, the training program that they have attached to the bike, it's mm-hmm. $39 a month. I, it's a- Isn't that such a scam?
1: Yeah, I don't like that. Like if you've bought the bike, I would assume that the programs came with it, but they it's don't. not. It's a monthly membership on top of your almost $2500 bike.
0: It's ridiculous. Yeah. It bothers me, but you know what? People, this episode sponsored by Peloton. Like it.
1: You know what, my friend Taylor has a Peloton. He's RH. age. He has a Peloton. He loves it.
0: Oh, Taylor, high school friend.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey, Taylor. I don't think he listens, but hey, Taylor.
0: <laughs> Maybe someday. Maybe. <laughs> Get him to listen. Okay. Shout out to Taylor. <laughs> At, I don't know. Whatever.
1: I, I don't. I actually don't know off the top of my head what his Instagram handle is. Anyways.
0: Yeah. Side note, because these bikes need a lot of power, I'm just saying that... Bikes are supposed to be very environmental and Mm -hmm. friendly. Mm -hmm. And these bikes use a lot of energy. Yeah. Just saying. I just want to throw that in there. (laughs) Josh
1: Peloton will never sponsor us now.
0: That's fine. The (laughs) last thing we're going to talk about today is the spin class craze that's sweeping the nation. Oh, yes. Even now, even though we're at home. (laughs) <laughs> in 1980, Johnny Goldberg, a competitive cyclist, hated having to cancel his workouts due to weather. Mm-hmm. So he was a professional cyclist, enough, yeah. and he wanted to work all year. But um, And you can work in the winter, but like it's those days that it's super snowy or really bad rain or anything, you know. So he created a prototype for a specific stationary bike in order to practice and ride indoors. In 1991, he partnered with Baldwin which is um a Baudwin. It's not a company, it's a person. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and together they manufactured a spinning bicycle. Wow. So, a key feature that makes this this is I'm talking about a specific type of bicycle, it's called mm-hmm. spinning bike. It's not like any of the other ones we've talked about. A key feature that makes these spinning bikes is that they have what is called a flywheel mm-hmm. on the front. And so
1: Like the company.
0: Like the company. <laughs> and so what the flywheel is is essentially a heavy weighted and uh the more weighted the better. Uh wheel mm-hmm. that makes it feel like you're in motion oh. um, and it like it when you ro- when you pump it or whatever it feels like you're moving yeah so weird don't know weird. how it works i've never been to a spin class
1: i've been to approximately one spin class <laughs> maybe well maybe two i don't oh remember. so that
0: really was approximate
1: yeah, approximately one or two spin <laughs> classes, <laughs> um, and I I don't remember who I took it there because New York is like huge on spin classes. It's very. And huge. I don't know if it was flywheel or SoulCycle. SoulCycle. There's another company too that does classes exactly like that. Equinox. No, it wasn't Equinox. It was it was like a a.
0: Oh, an actual an cycling. actual cycling oh.
1: studio, but I I don't remember what the name of it was. Hmm. so i' I can't I can't tell you for sure. Did it
0: feel like you were in motion? No, okay. well <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, another thing is that this probably did happen was that they're also built for high intensity workouts. Mm-hmm. So they're like you know really like high bursts of energy right. standing, leaning forward. Yes, the seat is higher so that you're caused to be like leaning forward it was as like opposed that. to like normal exercise bikes, which may be a little less like that. yeah, yeah. Um, it was all that. It, <laughs> girl, it was all, all that. that. It was all that. All that. He used these in his own training sessions, which makes him the founder of spinning, which yes, is it does. so, you know, like it's not just that he created the first spin bike, but on top of it, he is the founder. So we love that. <laughs> he started a company called Mad Dog Athletics and with two G's. Wow. <laughs> Still in operation today. <laughs> Um, and they helped manufacture some of these, along with Schwinn, actually, mm-hmm. these spinning exercise bikes, and they began training instructors and growing more and more and starting their own spin wow. class sessions, and it didn't take long before spinning, and spin classes started to take off, and in 1996, more than 1,000 official spinning locations opened.
1: Wow. Under
0: this company. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Before
0: Soul Cycle, before Flywheel. Soul Cycle uh, came to be in 2006.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Flywheel, I want to say 2010.
1: Okay. Yeah. I thought it was maybe a little bit later.
0: Yeah. It makes sense. I mean, they've only become like super popular in the last like few years. Yeah. Which is r- yeah. wild. Yeah, Unless, been, maybe they just became popular in our eyes. Maybe they always have been. Uh,
1: maybe. I mean, I'm trying to think, because I know that they were super popular when I first moved to the city right. in 2016, but they'd been gaining popularity for maybe two or three years before that. Right. So like 2012, maybe, is when it like really kicked off.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And it or, turns out, as we uh, know, it maybe sooner <laughs> it was popular in the 90s. So, right. You know. Right, right, right. Yeah, crazy. But you know... We're in the middle of a pandemic. That we are. <laughs> and as the pandemic goes, it shut down these classes. So what's thriving right now? Peloton. Peloton. <laughs> Peloton, baby. Not only Peloton, but others like Nordic Track mm-hmm. and uh Proform have thrived mm-hmm. and come into Mirror? their own. Hmm?
1: Mirror is a newer one too.
0: Mirror, yeah, but it's, it's
1: not... not a it's not like a
0: bike same idea though yeah same exact idea like at home workout where there's an instructor telling you what to do yeah um and it feels like you're at the gym and -hmm. you're there's like an accountability is kind of what Mm -hmm. the whole point is yeah as opposed to just you like biking on your own you don't have to actually do any work
1: I was talking to my mom about working out at home and I was like I mean it doesn't really work for me because if I'm tired I just stop. (laughs) <laughs> like, there's nobody. There's nobody, nobody there to, tell you. to impress. Nobody to like tell me to keep going. So if I really don't want to do it, I just stop.
0: I know. At least you start though, because I don't even. I don't even start because I just don't want to. I know. But if I go to the gym, there's no choice but to start.
1: Right. Because you're like physically there. And if
0: I've already left the house, I'm not. Ne- I'm not coming back. So like, <laughs> if I can get out the door, I've mm-hmm. started my step. This is like about goals, guys. If you can start that first <laughs> step, you can get to I the know. gym. Anyway, you can't die, <laughs> but you have lovely bikes stay at home bikes that you can just you know That's ride right. around a cute Italian town <laughs> <laughs> at your own home yep. um since I started research for the stay at home bike stay at home dash dash bike um I have gotten a insurmountable amount of that
1: I believe it
0: it's, i mean it bothers me
1: i I google like new face masks once. And my all of my targeted ads are for face masks, so I'm I'm not surprised that you're getting nonstop stationary bike ads.
0: Well, it's also because they are more popular right mm-hmm. now, and so because I even looked them up, you know, because I literally Googled Peloton so I could learn mm-hmm. about what the Peloton
1: says <laughs> about the Peloton. That was your first mistake.
0: It was, because now all I see is Peloton and yeah. ProForm and Nordic track. you
1: got to use an inc- incognito browser.
0: I know. Everyone, please (laughs) listen to this with headphones on. It's too late for that disclaimer.
1: (laughs) Now all your ads are
0: going to be bikes and exercise bands. Your phone is listening to
1: you. It
0: is listening. Yeah. And that's all. Your phone is listening.
1: That was so interesting. That went way further back than I would have anticipated.
0: I know. It makes sense, though, because in order for them to realize that the exercise bike needs to be used at home, mm-hmm. not just for competitive training, they had to do the research on joint exercising before yeah. that. So it yeah. kind of makes sense in the evolution of it.
1: Yeah. Well, and there had to be like a whole history of use before people, you know, would want that to be used in more than one place.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. And at, yeah, exactly. It wasn't at home before they right. were like... In gyms everywhere during that gym craze.
1: The gym craze. The gym craze of the 1980s. Everyone was named Jim.
0: Hello, Jim.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for that history, Josh.
0: No, thank you for your history.
1: Oh, no problem. And thank you so much for listening. If you have any theme suggestions for us, send them over to thingamabobpodcast at gmail.com or or slide into our DMs on Twitter, at thingamabobpod, or you can message either one of us on our personal Instagrams, if you have those. I'm not going to say them right now. If you know them, you know them. Um, (laughs) While you're there, give us a follow, and please subscribe to our show on Apple Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you like to listen. Please leave us a review. It really helps us show up on the iTunes charts, and new and recommended page. It makes people know that we're actually here and that we have a podcast. Um, Make sure to mute your Crazy Uncle's Facebook updates before next week's episode because we'll be talking about vaccines.
0: We love vaccines. We do. I can't wait for mine in a year. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) And thank you so much for joining us because now we are all two things smarter.